Are you ready to go down the rabbit hole? The All Things Alice podcast will explore the cultural phenomena of Alice in Wonderland. Frank Bedore, the author of the Looking Glass Wars trilogy, is your host through a wonderverse of interviews from all types of creators as they chronicle the dark yet empowering reality of Lewis Carroll's fantasies and answer the question, what is it about Alice that captivates us still today? The All Things Alice podcast, available wherever you listen to podcasts. vocabulary foire loved it um <laughs> bitch please <laughs> like, uh yeah man, I, look i am excited i don't tell? have any i don't have swag but like can you tell i'm excited so, um, this, is, this is my excitement my, my little blue <laughs> my blue playstation light um yeah man, look, i mean i thought it was great i wasn't really I don't know. I wasn't really expecting them to announce it so quickly in terms of like after they had postponed it the first time. I thought that they were going to wait a longer time for some reason. I just thought that they would like mm-hmm. kick it off like a month later. Um, so I was like, Ooh, this is exciting. I'm excited, man. The... Let's start off though, right? Because they opened the fucking thing with Rockstar. And I'm like, oh, okay. This is going to be oh. dope. Like what they're going to bring out. And it's like, oh, thank you for remastering a PlayStation 3 game again onto PlayStation 5, and I was like, okay, well, maybe it's just because I have no particular interest in Grand Theft Auto 5, but, like, jeepers. That was... I'm hoping they just got the bad stuff out of the way first. (laughs) Yeah, like, I just feel like that was, like, a... But then it only went up from there, so I feel like if they needed to get that in, it was probably better that they put it at the start. The only... Like, I totally agree that um, it definitely wasn't upscale from there. They started with, here's a last-gen game, you're going to be able to play it on next-gen. Cool. But they started that video with the Rockstar logo. And Rockstar mm-hmm. only makes a game every decade, basically. Yeah. So obviously yeah. everyone's first thought was, oh shit, this is going to be Grand Theft Auto 6. Yeah. yeah it wasn't, I kind of did. But... Yeah. <laughs> I was lulled into that false sense of security. And I was like, oh God, it's going to be the... Hello. Oh, it's just the <laughs> same game that everybody else has played twice. Um, yeah, that seemed okay. And then they dropped Miles. Miles Morales in Spider-Man 2, and I'm like... You're good after yes. that point, right? <laughs> yes, yes, yes. I am all about this game. Absolutely give it to me. Hook it to my veins. I'm good. I'm down. I'm great. Okay, I will I'm buy down. the console just for this game. This looks fantastic. Like, come on. Come on. Can you... I mean, okay, did we find out if that was like a, a, an expand-alone? Was that what it was? Expand-alone. 
So is that kind of like Left Behind and Lost Legacy? Closer to Lost Legacy because uh, okay. Left Behind was definitely more of a DLC. Okay, yeah. It wasn't a standalone thing. It wasn't like standalone really, yeah. Yeah, so it's going to be its own full condensed adventure, but more or less in the Spider-Man engine, not necessarily a Spider-Man 2. Okay, so I see what It's probably a bit of an in-betweener. Yeah, man, I was excited for that. That like blew me out of the water and then everything else was just like ups and downs for me. Like everything else was like, oh, yay, or oh, okay. Uh, so I was up and down for the whole thing. But I think that obviously does depend on who you are as a gamer and what you're looking forward to. Um, my biggest takeaways probably were obviously Spider-Man. Stray mm. looks so cool. <laughs> and I'm a cat- crazy cat lady. So I totally am down for the- playing a cat in the robot world. Absolutely. Nice. Sense. Um, who doesn't want to be a cat in a video game? Who doesn't want to be a cat in a robot world? Come on now. Um, what else? There was the one that I'm actually really excited for that I've I don't know anything about. Kena Bridge of Adventures by Ember Lab. Yeah. That looked so good. But the it little, looks so good. like <laughs> their little furry things look so cute. Mm-hmm. Oh my goodness. I cannot. I was like, I'm sold. It's I'm funny. Dying. I'm sold. I've I love had it. people ask me after watching the uh, trailer for that game they were saying was this game made by the people who made ori because it has kind Still of ori like vibe it. to it yes but i was like well they just put out ori in the world of wits i'm pretty sure they didn't have another massive game in development yeah i mean i don't think so right it's not the same no no it's a movie but it's movie. definitely it's very similar definitely very it has similar. that feel and like the sense to yes. it but more it's a third person adventure game it has almost like a like it has that magic and that cuteness to it like the mm-hmm. world is like populated with such vibrant color colors and everything's adorable and i'm like yes i just mm-hmm. yes i love this and then like the second one that i really thought looked super interesting that i'm like yeah i really want to play that is little devil inside and that mm-hmm. was done by neo stream interactive um neither of these like are bigger names those are both like smaller games yeah the smaller kind of studios and i'm not like i don't know a lot of these games from from those kind of studios i recognize bigger studio names as you would Mm -hmm. um like naughty dog like gorilla games like rockstar so these two when they dropped their trailers i was like i'm interested i'm interested Mm -hmm. in the stylized gameplay i'm really interested in what's going on there was some games in there that i was like oh this looks cool which ones for well, sure. actually, Godfall was one of them. There was another one. Um, Not your cup of tea. Well, Ghostwire Tokyo looks like mm-hmm. Slenderman in yeah, Japan. Ghostwire and, like, looks like that's I'm, a bash I'm game right there. there. Yeah, I'm <laughs> not for it. Uh, <laughs> uh, Returnal looks very Death Stranding-like. See, so, now I thought Returnal um, kind of looked a little bit like uh, Dead Space meets Metroid. And I'm a big fan of House Marquee. So I'm really excited to see them doing their first... I see the- like yeah. third person adventure game. I see I see that. I actually see the that reference. I think like someone else had mentioned the Dead Space vibe to me, but I don't know. When it came on, I was like, this looks very um Death Stranding. The animation vibe. looked Death Stranding y. Yeah. Like the facial animation, the way the character design looked, that reminded me of Death Stranding. Yeah. The gameplay itself though, like when they were dealing with enemies and stuff like that kind of reminded me a bit more of Destiny. I gotcha. That third person shooter. A bit. Yeah. Down. The camera was more like fixed, like over the shoulder. Shoulder, yeah. So that's where I kind of got like the Dead Space vibe. Yeah. Good point. I don't know. I haven't played that much Dead Space because I'm chicken. I am definitely excited and hyped by this PlayStation reveal. 
Right. It, it definitely did a lot for me. Um, the biggest thing being the number one thing I hoped for from this was announced, the new Ratchet and Clanking. I, I was going to say, the Ratchet and Clanking Ratchet was a Clank. great surprise. That reveal was phenomenal. Not only did we get an amazing trailer, we got an extended gameplay look, which mm-hmm. that, I'm done. I'm done. I don't need anything. Shut more. up. Take my money, Sony. Yeah, like, <laughs> that game alone has got me ready to buy a PlayStation 5. Ratchet and Clank, A Rift Apart, was definitely the... That was the, the clincher for me to really seal the deal. So this is the game that will get you to buy PlayStation 5? Yes, it is. For sure. Because yeah, I'm a, I love Ratchet and Clank, and we haven't yeah. had a... There's been good Ratchet and Clanks, but we haven't had a great one since Tools of Destruction, which was a PS3 launch title. Oh. Oh, and then I wanted to piggyback on your... Uh, talking about Dev- uh, Little Devil Inside, I rewatched that trailer a couple of times, and the more I watched it, the more I was sort of like, this looks fucking awesome. It looks <laughs> like, so good. It's completely it stylized. Beautiful. It's hilarious. Um, just just the, the, the comedy drop. of it was fantastic. Yeah, the bomb drop was fantastic. Just that bit of the trailer, I was like, all right, you got me. I'm on board. I'm on board. <laughs> on board I want to download this content. Joke. Yeah, yeah, I'm all good for it. I'm all good for it. Mm-hmm. Um. Everything else, I was kind of like, okay, that's grand. Obviously, Gran Turismo was like mm-hmm. nothing for me. I kind of play any of those games. Yeah. But they five as well. Have... I'm like, bah. I used to be um, a big fan of Gran Turismo until after I switched to Forza. And now, like, every time I try playing Gran Turismo, it just doesn't do it for me anymore. I just don't. I just don't do Your driving games. I suck the at them. Games. Yeah. Car games. Just cars. Um, that was kind of uh, it. I have I, a what was a kind of surprise excite for me was Pragmata. Oh, really? You're excited for that one? Mostly because, one, it's a Capcom game. It's a new original Capcom IP. It's made mm. in the Resident Evil engine, and it's very sneaky. Like, the trailer doesn't tell you much, and it's kind of, like, very mysterious, because if you watch the trailer, yeah. the beginning part has, like, the guy in the suit and he finds yeah. a little girl, and the little girl's playing with a hologram of a cat. Cat, yeah. And then you realize they're inside of a, like a simulation. And the yeah. simulation breaks, and then they're on the moon. <laughs> so it's like, Yeah, it's, what a, it's a weird happens? one. This one also seems really strange. I, I don't know. I wasn't caught by it, if I'm honest. I think, like, it's intriguing for sure, but. Not a pagan game. Not a pagan game. No, I can see how it's your type of thing, though. Like, it, it's definitely. It's definitely a strange one. Definitely a strange one. I think it's strange. There. Speaking of not pagan games, The Village. Mm. Yeah. Couldn't that was a more... great reveal, though. <laughs> oh, my God. So good. So good. I was like, somebody on the Twitch, I think, was like, oh, this doesn't look like a pagan game. And I was like, nope. I'm noping out of this. <laughs> nope. Fuck that. Nope. Absolutely not. Nope. Uh, and then, obviously, they did The Village. And I was like, huh. Why are they emphasizing? And then they did The Three. And I was like, what a reveal the funny thing about that too is the fact that a lot of what was shown in that trailer for resident evil 8 is a lot of what's been rumored for resident yeah. evil 8 game so it's almost like up till now capcom has not officially announced resident evil. there has been nothing official but there's been a lot of rumors here we yeah. get the official reveal trailer and all those rumors are come true so it's almost kind of like oh yeah we knew this. i was really that happy reveal. to see that the the werewolf rumors are more or less true I don't want to say they are werewolves, but they definitely look. It definitely looks like, like that. Yeah, yeah, totally get that. Yeah. 
So that part of it had me stoked because as much as I love classic Resident Evil, I'm also happy to see them kind of go in new directions and try new things. And I'm hoping that that's going to just be better, yeah. awesomer, more scary-ass games for us. Um, what was your top announcement then? Do you think it's Do you think it's Ratchet and Clank? I would say that if if, if it wasn't for Ratchet and Clank, it would have been Resident Evil Eight. But okay, Ratchet and Clank, because I already kind of knew Resident Evil Eight was on its way, mm-hmm. I had no idea that we were getting a new Ratchet and Clank game. That was my like moment, like <laughs> that, that that special yeah. moment. There's a lot of others that are close to it. I'm excited to see what's to come of Project Athea. That looks stunning. I don't know yes. what it is yet. We didn't get much. It was just kind of like a little teaser. We didn't, did you know, we? It was good. kind of, um, but again, I think it's another, what, female-led game? Mm-hmm. It's very How stylized, almost action RPG. Yeah, it looked action RPG, but it looks almost like, um, I, I don't know. I get like a Final Fantasy vibe off it for some reason. I think maybe it's just creature design or something like that that like, Come it's into being it? published by Square, but not developed by Square. Oh, okay. So maybe they had something to do and influence. Maybe uh, it just it gave me that little vibe, and like I see what you mean. We didn't really get that much on that trailer. I'm definitely um, stoked for Ghostwire, but that was also announced last year at E3. I was announced. I was stoked for Oddworld. That looks super cool, but that was also announced last year. Yeah. Deathloop was announced last year, and but now yeah, it's been that. confirmed that Deathloop is a PS5 exclusive, which I didn't know. Yeah, Death Loop, Death Loop looks really cool because it's one of those stylized games that Death Loop I don't play a lot. Do much of. for me though. I'm, really? I'm, yeah, I'm not that interested in Death Loop. I don't know if it's because of Arcane Studios. Like I've played their previous games, such as uh, Okay Dishonored, but I didn't really get into those games. I don't know why. And everything I've seen for Death Loop looks really cool, but just the gameplay in general, I'm just kind of like, eh. I'm actually like really bugs curious next. about um, yeah, so fucking bugs next. What the fuck is bugs next? Like, no. <laughs> it's just ridiculousness. I mean, their yeah. previous game is Octodad, and that game was just nonsense. Uh, I was gonna say that one other game that I'm like got my ears perked up at is Solar Ash. Solar Ash. And it had a smaller trailer, but it's from the developers of Hyper Light Drifter, and it also stars a female protagonist from the look of it. Um, oh, I think it was I very stylized. But it looks like kind of like a mid tier. Yes, I actually did. I did love that. Um, I liked the style of it, like the anime style, like almost like the hand drawn. Mm-hmm. Did you um, have any thoughts on the Destruction All Stars? No. No. <laughs> um, I didn't like Horizon Zero Dawn, the first one. Um, I just didn't click with it. I didn't. I didn't really like the story. I didn't. Like the gameplay is beautiful, and there's no denying that game is just stunning. The artist work in that is just chef's kiss. Like it's so beautiful, but I just didn't. It didn't capture me. Whereas the trailer to this looked fantastic, and again, it's kind of like this. I'm saving the old world and like the planet and the animals and everything like that. And she's got to do something against something else that's killing off these things. And again, it's reminding me of that fucking animation that i watched as a kid and i'm like okay this is great this is striking a lot of chords with me uh i'm really interested in how this one will go but that's this kind of like there is a threat to these innocent creatures i must protect and i'm like yes i am on board for this it sounds really great so yeah horizon zero dawn zero dawn 2 looks freaking stunning so i was gonna try to wrap this up with how do you feel about the console 
It's beautiful. I love the design. I think it looks slick, but God damn, it's huge. Mm. It's huge. And I'm like, much like the original Xbox. Like, like the does Xbox it need to be that big? I know, man. But have you seen that live lined up with all the other consoles? Um, because if you line it up with all the con- other consoles, it just seems like the biggest console ever made. Like, I, I mean, it's all that slim, but it's really <laughs> tall. Um, I think it's going to make it. Do you know what I think it is? It's a feature console. Hmm. It's a feature console. It's not a console that you tuck away somewhere in a desk behind a table. behind. Like, yeah, that's definitely what they're going for with that styling. For sure. And I think it's the same with the Xbox as well, with like the glowing green on the top of it. Like they're trying to make a statement with it. Now, it's obviously not as bold of a statement, I feel like, as a PlayStation going with a full white console and a like blue lighting. What about the controller? The controller looks really, really good. I think that we discussed this before where it kind of looks like an amalgamation of the Xbox controller and the PlayStation controller. Which is absolutely fine because I like the Xbox controller. I just suck at Xbox games because I'm not used to where your buttons are. And X and A and B or whatever doesn't make sense to me. So I'm like, ugh. Anytime you say X, I'm pressing, I'm pressing the PlayStation X. For the controller to just be a little bit bigger. That's been kind yeah. of my biggest issue with PlayStation 4. Especially previous models. The controller just being a little too small for me. Mm-hmm. So my hands tend to cramp up when I'm using it. Especially long <laughs> sessions of gaming. I get you. I'm I'm happy about it, though. but like from a predominantly Xbox standpoint, that like you really do prefer Xbox um, over it. You said that you really are excited about this. What do you think about the console and the design of the controller, as opposed to Xbox Series X? The controller's overall design. I'm happy that it's bigger, and I'm happy that it looks a little bit more like a Xbox controller because I think that'll mm-hmm. just be more comfortable for me. Yeah. The styling, I'm not the biggest fan of on the controller. The okay. console, I think, actually looks pretty cool. Whatever. It looks cool. I think it looks cool. I don't care. I'll be happy to have that fucker standing up big and tall. But I my Xbox gonna is going to be, really be interesting. Yeah. there with it. <laughs> All right. Um, I think we've, uh, we've talked enough for this little yeah. side episode. It's called Side Quest. See if that name sticks. Are we're going to try to keep quests? doing more of these, I hope. Yes. Well, side Quest. I feel like we're going to definitely have one for the Last of Us playthrough. Uh, we'll have yeah. The Last of Us Part 2 uh, kind of side quest episode for the 3 player podcast, but yeah. in a couple of weeks when we both actually had a chance to when we've actually and, finished the game. Yeah, but also like giving people a chance as well, like giving good, the, right. a good chunk of time to be like, grab it, get it, play it. All right, let's talk. Well, on that note, we can ask our viewers who watched this episode to put some comments, let us know what you think. If you want us to do a little Last of Us chat, um, if you want it to be a spoiler cast, or would you rather us Keep it clean. Spoiler free. Let us know. Let us know in the comments below. Also, like and share and subscribe, obviously, to our channel. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you. Cool. Well, with that, uh, this has been Dan Pagan of the Replayer Podcast. I'm making this shit up as I go. Pagan Place. <laughs> Starkyville Vash. Follow us on all socials, and you can follow us here for more of these side quests. Like and subscribe to the podcast on YouTube, Twitter. Okay, bye! <laughs> Bye! Are you ready to go down the rabbit hole? The All Things Alice podcast will explore the cultural phenomena of Alice in Wonderland. 
Frank Bedore, the author of the Looking Glass Wars trilogy, is your host through a wonderverse of interviews from all types of creators as they chronicle the dark yet empowering reality of Lewis Carroll's fantasies and answer the question, what is it about Alice that captivates us still today? The All Things Alice podcast, available wherever you listen to podcasts. 